0: Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keene, a senior pastor. And wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message, that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today.
1: And I want to encourage us with a great message tonight heading into the new year. Uh, because it is the last Friday uh, of the year, and, and we're absolutely celebrating 2023, but it's that time of the year where you're starting to get vision, uh, you're starting to write down goals, you're starting to think about what the new year holds, and so I just want to give some thoughts to that uh, from the Word of God tonight. Um, I did just want to shout out the creative team for being so um, ahead on time by putting up next year's Christmas decorations now. Um, we just so appreciate you guys. We've never been this early. Um, LAUGHTER Also, uh, Pastor Jared, who is our senior pastor here at church, he is on some leave at the moment. Um, He will be back later in January. And uh, so this weekend, I'm getting the uh, great opportunity to preach. Uh, Last thing, just before we get to the Word of God, is uh, New Year's Eve is this Sunday. And so young adults have three options. Uh, If you are a young adult, which is 18 to 35, but again, it's pretty much 18 plus, 18 to glory. Uh, You can come and hang out and be a part. We've got three options. We've got the early night which is an earlier option. Uh, I will be there with Bianca and our toddler. We're gonna to avail ourselves of that 5.30 countdown. Now listen, you don't have to have kids to come to that. You just might like an early night. Come and have an early countdown with us. Uh, and then there's a party, a house party happening. And then the last thing is uh, heading to Kings Park together to watch the fireworks. Now. There's uh, no fireworks at Kings Park, there's seven happening in the city. So Kings Park is the best spot to right. watch all the seven other ones. So you don't have to park at those, you can just watch it from the top. So right. uh, three great options there. So depending on when you want to go to bed, there's an option for you uh, this New Year's Eve. But don't spend it alone, hang out with some people right. and uh, see the New Year, in. New Year in with some church family right. would be so, so good. All right, well, I want to speak on the subject of purpose tonight. And I love to share around the topic of purpose around this season and it 's an encouragement tonight, but it 's also um, a, a loving warning as well uh, not to waste 2024 uh, to not head into 2024 with no sense of mission, with no sense of value on it, uh, with no vision from God for your year because don't allow another year to go by where at the end you feel disappointed or regretful about what you did or didn't do. You need to know that God has an incredible purpose for your year next year. That God's got an intent. He's got a desire, a design for your life next year. It's to make a great difference, to experience great change. It's for you to know God in a greater way. It's a, it's for you to step into more of what God has for you. But a lot of that, it doesn't just happen. And and so much of the promises of God that we read in the scripture, they're yes and amen by our obedience and by our action and our action by faith. And so I want to encourage you, but I want to warn you, don't waste your new year. Don't see 2024 as just another year, because otherwise you'll be at the start or the end of next year, you'll be heading into 2025 with those same regrets or those same desires of unfulfilled desire in your heart for the year. So God has much more for you, and God has, has much more for you to contribute to those around you. Um, and so let me just pray, and then we're going to read Ephesians 2 together and get stuck into the Word of God. So let's just pray together, everybody. Father, we just thank you that you're here. We thank you for your power, we thank you for your presence, and we thank you for your word. And we just pray tonight that we'd be stirred, God, that we would just feel a great sense of calling and mission and purpose on the new year. I just pray, God, that we would have a new perspective from you. Open up our eyes, open up our hearts. And help us, God, with great expectation to look to you as we head into another gear. And we just pray, God, tonight, lead us, guide our thoughts. May, Father, we leave here changed in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Who else had, had one of those weeks where you don't know what day it is? Yeah. And I was preparing for, like, Wednesday afternoon church. And then <laughs> I found out it was Friday. It was very confusing. But we've made it. Well done. Ephesians chapter 2. It's going to come up on the screen. It says this. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not by works, so that no one can boast. This is the important verse I want to read, verse 10. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Psalms 139 verse 13 says, For you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Can someone say amen? Amen. So purpose is the reason why something is done or created or the reason why something exists. And we are all often at times, um, or when we're not doing it, we need to be (laughs) trying to find our purpose. Why are we here? Why do I exist? What does this all mean? You know, why is this all here? And, and people seek to, in our nature, we're seeking to attach ourselves yeah. to things of purpose yeah. and things that matter trying to find something bigger than ourselves. And and I remember being on this quest as a young teenager, and many of you would have had this experience, I'm sure, where you're trying to identify what is the meaning of all of this. Because I was starting to get, even at a young age, in that pattern or that cycle of life where you wake up you eat breakfast, you go to school, you come home, you do some study, you have dinner, you go to bed, you wake up, it's Tuesday, you have breakfast, you go to school. And, and just that kind of thing. And then I was thinking, what I'll do when I finish school is I'll go to uni and I'll wake up and I'll have breakfast. I'll go to uni, I'll study, I'll have dinner, I'll go to bed, I'll finish uni, and then I'll go and I'll get a job. And then I'll wake up and I'll go to work, have dinner, go to bed, next day go. And I was starting to think, man, what, what is the point of all of that? Yeah. Or in a 13-year-old voice, what? Yeah. <laughs> And I I remember at a young age having that that crisis of like, what's the point? Losing motivation, lack of motivation for the moment, lack of motivation for the future. And I remember my uh, my mum encouraged me hey, read the Bible, let it encourage her. And I unfortunately turned to Ecclesiastes and it said, everything is meaningless. And so I was sitting on my bed just going, what do I do now? The book of Ecclesiastes says that life is like a chasing after the wind. You can never catch it. And even if you do catch it, what do you do with it once you've got it? But Ecclesiastes draws our attention and stops on things like God having purpose, connection to God having purpose, the things of God having meaning, anything in relation to God has meaning. And for you and I, enjoying His creation, obeying His commands, walking with Him, giving glory to Him. Because the reality is that without God... Uh, things are meaningless. And in light of God and who He is and the meaning that He bestows upon it, things gain meaning. Compared to God, other things are meaningless and everything is meaningless unless it's attached to God or as defined by God or as bestowed upon by God. It, it is God who gives meaning. It is God who is meaning. It is God who has us here on purpose and it's God who has prepared purpose for for us, yeah, right. Everybody, you are here for a reason. Your life is about more than just existing. It's not just the passing through. God has something for you to do. Amen. God has you on the planet at this time, in this place, to contribute something of meaning to the people and the world around you. You can have an impact because God has planned you to have an impact. Whether that impact is on every nation of the world or every house in your street or every student in your class, you're called to be an agent of change for the good and for the godly. You are someone filled with purpose inside of you. And part of the exciting journey we get to go on in life is discovering what that is. Discovering what that purpose is. God, what is it you have me here to contribute? And what's so fascinating is that God has wired you to make that contribution. I I feel like now being a pastor, I notice that in, in many ways, the way that I'm designed in terms of my interests and my gifts, it suits very well to being a pastor. It's almost like I was designed to be one. And, it, and I think it's because I was. <laughs> and it helps that my parents are pastors because it kind of helps with the, the, the yeah. DNA download or whatever you call that. Nature or nurture. It's probably both. But the reality is God hardwired me for a purpose. Yeah. And then what's so funny is I was trying to resist being a pastor. when I was in fact designed to be one. You've been designed to do something and to be something. And it lines up with, who, with exactly what God's called you to do. Yeah. Part of the adventure is finding out what that is. Amen. Sometimes it takes many, many years. Sometimes it, makes dec- it takes decades. Sometimes you find out very quickly. But that's part of the adventure of life. Yeah. Discovering, God, what is it that you have me here to do? Because it is something, and it is something great, and something exciting.
0: Yeah.
1: I remember for the first time hearing from my mum that I was, in fact, a surprise baby. And I'd recently had sex education at school. And so I knew what that meant. I took offence to that. But what's so cool about that is that, you know, my parents didn't plan to have me. But God absolutely did. He had a purpose to have me on the planet. And what's extra cool about that specific story is my parents were told they couldn't have children and they had to they had a big battle to have my two brothers and then accidentally had me. If that's not the favor and the miracle of God, that is pretty awesome. So Very cool. But I say that to say No matter what circumstance landed you on the planet, you need to know that God ultimately is behind it. You know, whether you've been told you were a surprise or an accident or whatever it is, you need to know that God had intent for you to be here. And we know that because he forms us in our mother's womb. And he is there at conception. In the making of it, not in the, you know, whatever it is. but. Well, yeah, he's omnipresent anyway. Don't think about it too much, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I remember in school like there was this one kid he loved to like I think I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago in a message but this one kid that used to like graffiti on other people's stuff he would write his name on everybody's stuff so they'd just be like someone else's pencil case let's say it's Sally's pencil case but there's a massive Ben in like highlighter on the pencil case and what was so funny about old mate Ben he would do that to everyone's stuff and then when the teacher would say Ben why did you do that he'd say it was an accident it's like we're all four colors and the shading, an accident. It's like, yeah. A- at what point did it not, does it not become an accident? You know, there was such intent behind the design of his graffiti work, yeah. no one would ever believe that it was an accident. Yeah. Um, you need to believe the same about yourself. Yeah. You are clearly not an accident. Yeah. There is too much design in who you are, yeah. and in your body, yeah. in your makeup, for it to be an accident. It's on purpose. He has something great for you to do. Yeah. You're here on the planet to do something. Yeah. You're not just here to pass through. Don't just exist in 2024. Yeah. There's something great yeah. God has for you yeah. to do. And it's, it's, it's bigger than you just accumulating things or experiencing things or trying different things. It's you actually doing something of great value right. and, and to bring about great godly change in the world around us. And that scripture tells us we are God's workmanship. Yeah. Created to do good works. Yeah. You were created by God to do something great which He prepared in advance. God wants to reveal to you, reveal to you how you are to live out His purpose for your life. There's things that God's placed in you to do that. To build up others. To change someone else's life for the better. And the best thing you could ever do is to introduce someone to Christ. So I've got three points for tonight's message. Number one is this. Why? is more important than what. When we're talking about purpose, when you're thinking about 2024, the biblical perspective on this is that why is more important than what. What you're going to do is important, but why you're going to do it is far more important. Finding what's to do is less important than you getting a why behind everything you do. I I think that it would benefit all of us to have a toddler as a mentor. (laughs) Because you would come to that toddler and say, hey, I'm starting up a business. And they'll say, why? Well, I've got this great idea. Why? Well, to make some money. Why? Because I want a flash house. Why? Because my neighbor's got a flash house or my cousin's got a flash house, I want one too. Why? Well, I guess because that's just what people do. Why? (laughs) <laughs> Eventually just like, look, forget the whole business I'm not doing any of it yeah. <laughs> But I think a toddler mentor is great Because they will why bad ideas to death yeah. Or they why incredible God ideas to life
0: yes. Because
1: we would do a lot of what's And I feel like this time of year Everyone is just chucking what's out I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm going to do this And then when you start to poke at it a little bit you know, Why are you doing that? Yeah. It starts to crumble apart a little bit. What you need to have a value for more than what you do, everybody, is why you do what you do. If you've got new endeavours in the new year, why them to death or why them to life, that process will help you determine how godly or ungodly it is. If it helps you, get a toddler in the room. My son will volunteer. He'll come and just why everything. (laughs) Why is more important than what, everybody? The excitement of what gets old, And what can change. But why keeps us motivated when the what's need to change. Why adds meaning to the what's. Why keeps us focused through the good and the bad. Why surpasses what. Why reveals our motive and ultimately therefore our heart and our character. You must live life with a why. And and I believe the, the only why worth living for as Ecclesiastes paints is a why attached to God. Why? I want people to know God. I want to build the kingdom of God. I want to serve God. I want to create, you know, uh, great stability for my family so that we can serve God together. Whatever it might be, but it always needs to be attached to God, His Word and His house. To know Him, to serve Him, to enjoy Him, to glorify Him so that others may know Him, so that others may experience Him, so that your children may know Him. Our church has a purpose statement, which is our why. Why our church exists, and it's this. It's for people to experience God's saving grace along with His plan and purpose for their lives. We're doing a fundraiser on Sunday with a barbecue. Why? To sponsor kids to go to camp. Why? Because we think at camp people encounter God. Why? Well, specifically, we want them to experience God's saving grace along with His plan and purpose for their lives. That applies to teenagers. That's why we're having bubble tea on Sunday. Church, do we care that much about bubble tea? Not really, but it plays a part in ultimately our purpose. Yeah. Right. I'm not called to a what, I'm called to a why. Right. Yeah. Don't get hung up on being called to what's, right. be attached to being called to a why. Right. How those whys work in our life, we're less precious about because I'm more engaged with the why than the what. Um, I visited a a church recently in Adelaide and spent some time with their leadership team. One of the things that their pastor said, which was so good, he said, we are united by outcome, not by process. He's like, we'll change all the processes, we'll change all the ways that we get there, but we're united by getting to the the outcome at the end, which is like what I just read with our purpose. We're united by that purpose, whether we do that through a barbecue, whether we do that through rock climbing, whether we do a prayer night to three in the morning, whether that means we do... Bubble tea. Donkey rides in the car park. (laughs) We're trying to find ways to get to that outcome, that purpose that drives everything we do. That works for our church, but it'll work for you as well. well. You've got to be driven by a why. So what's your why in life? What's your why in this season? Not what are you doing, but why are you doing it? Sometimes we jump so quickly, everybody, from what to what to what to what, that we never actually ask why. And that's when you often land in places where you're like, I'm, I'm busy, but I feel completely empty. Because uh, you've, you've nailed your what, but you've not nailed your why. God has a why for you, a passion, a, a burning passion in you for something. Very good. And even though I'm talking about it being all attached to God and His kingdom, that's absolutely true. But how that presents in different people's lives will be unique. Some are passionate about reaching the lost specifically. Some are passionate about teaching the Bible. Some are passionate about praise and worship. Some is missions. Ultimately, it all comes back to God and His house. But your expression, you've got to get a burning desire for something. That's your why. You know, what gets frustrating, something that's frustrating for me is like, getting up at 3 a.m. in the morning and doing 200 squats. I don't know if you've ever wanted to do that. Get up at 3 a.m. and do 200 squats. Sometimes I would get up at 4.30 after that, do another 100 squats. You know why? I was holding a baby. (laughs) If I'm not holding a baby, if you don't know I'm holding a baby, it's like why would anyone in their right mind do that at 3 in the morning? Well, because there's a purpose behind it. Putting the baby to sleep. Yeah. So now unenjoyable actions now have meaning and I'll do it. And I'll do it with a smile. But here's what happens. If you spend 2024 20, doing squats without a baby, doing all the actions, all the running around, all the church activities, all the serving, but you're not doing it with the why, yeah. eventually you'll go, stuff this. Yeah. Church just has to be doing squats at three in the morning. No, we don't. We have you rocking a baby to sleep. Yeah. You just forgot why you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have put chairs out for no reason asking you to contact people, pick people up meet people because it's something fun to do yeah. there's a purpose behind it to see people get saved, yeah. Yeah. but that's like all things in your life, yeah. if right. parenting being a loving spouse being integrous at work, a lot of it is doing squats in the morning yeah. but don't forget, you're holding a baby yeah. but sometimes you're doing the squats and there is no baby, and that's when you go, this all sucks, I'm over it, so make sure you've got a baby Having, you're holding a why whilst doing the what's all right, number two. So, why is always attached to a who? So, why is always attached to a who? And this can be multiple whos. And I know it's the Christmas season, but I'm not talking about whoville here. Um, whos, as in people in your life. But the issue is, this can the who that you can attach your why to can just be yourself. And this is when you're driven by self. That the motivation in your life is self. And we'll always struggle to to find a fulfilling godly purpose if we only ever think of ourselves. A a great prayer to pray heading into the new year is God, move my heart for someone other than myself. Move my heart. Break my heart for someone other than myself. Purpose is always about more than just ourselves, true purpose is found only outside of ourselves. You know, my generation is banging its head against the wall because they're lacking purpose, lacking meaning, and it's because they're looking within themselves. And there's this whole self-seeking, I'm going to find my inner self and pursue meaning within myself. And it's almost this self-worship kind of thing. But they will never find purpose because true purpose is outside of yourself. Mm -hmm. And we're a lot like Jesus when we're living for others. Mark 10.45 is so blunt. It says that even the Son of God came not to be served, but to serve. And your why will always be attached to a who. Getting vision for others. Having faith for others' lives going forward and growing. You know, part of that, that challenge is having a soft heart. And the reason that is, is because a hard heart is not easily moved by the needs of others. And often goes hand in hand with a sense of purposelessness. There's a lot of S's in there. When you get your eyes off yourself, you become more like Christ. And a wave of purpose will fill your heart. You know, the the what of 2024 is attached to a why in service to a who. And, And God is calling you to various people in 2024 to be of service to them. To love them. And listen, sometimes at cost to yourself. That's true service and true sacrifice is the betterment of others at cost to myself. Nothing will give you a greater sense of purpose than at cost to your own comfort, maybe your own finance, your own time, bettering somebody else. But it's in that place where you'll feel true purpose. If you don't believe me, just have children. <laughs> Number three. Number <laughs> three. Why should affect every decision that you make? When you see someone walking in their purpose, uh, walking in purpose, it becomes a part of who they are. They, they are a person of great purpose and it informs all of their decisions. And, and I'll give you an example. So, this is just for me. So, here's my what. I want to be the best pastor I can be. Why? Because I want to honour God in the position I'm in, and I want to see people flourish in their walk with God. Okay, who? The community of people in our church and the community around us. So that's that little exercise I've just done there for me. Now, here's what it affects my decisions, right? My time, my finance, where I live, my work ethic, the example that I set, so my discipline. Uh, Another example would be, here's what I want to be the best husband I can be. Why? Why? Because I've made a covenant before God with Bianca, and because I love her, and who is Bianca? Okay, so here's what it affects. It affects my time, my finance, my integrity, my maturity, my discipline, uh, my service, what I say, my haircut, where I buy my clothes... I can do that for Micah. So I want to be the best dad that I can be. Why? Because I want to honour God. I want to honour Micah's mum. I want to honour Micah. I want to honour Micah's grandparents. Because if I don't look after him, I'll hear about it from them. But that affects everything that I do. Wanting to be the best dad affects everything that I do. Every decision that I make. And as I made a little joke before about being a parent, being a good parent, I believe I'm coming to learn as a young parent, is that bettering him at cost to myself is the best way for me to do it. Now, that means that I have a why, I have a who, and it's changing every decision that I make. I have a purpose. There's lives to be saved. There's people to be pastored. There's nappies to be changed. There's a Bianca to be cuddled. There's washing to go out. There's all this sort of stuff, but now it's not doing squats without the baby. My life carries great meaning, and guess where it all is? outside of me yeah. at cost to me yeah. so that others may go forward yeah. and that is the godly picture of purpose Very good. but listen it's not just changing my decisions now it's changing me yeah. i'm changed because i have purpose yeah. and i found it in god's house yeah. living god's way outside of myself so, it's not just changing my decisions even though it is it's also changing me for the better And listen, you need great purpose where every day you wake up with a sense of meaning and value about you and your contribution. Someone is counting on you. But listen, even if you don't have a little toddler counting on you, God is counting on you. Because he has brought you to the planet with a mission. With something to contribute. Something for you to do. And it requires you waking up each day and expecting something of yourself to make a great contribution for God. We have purpose in God. And it's as we live according to God's word. I just invite the team to come up as I get ready to close. This is... Um, this is a good thing to write down, I think, everybody, if, if you're taking notes. But living with purpose comes at the cost of having a life that's void of one. i just say it again. Living with purpose comes at the cost of having a life that's void of one. Now, you might be like, why is that a cost to give up a life that's void of purpose? Well, if you have a life that's void of purpose, it usually means you can just go here and there, doing whatever you want, whenever you want, however you want, spending whatever you want, because there's no responsibility that you carry. And what's so interesting is that is often the thing that people aspire to have. I don't answer to no one. No one's relying on me. I can go to Spain for six months then go to Morocco for three months, then disappear off the grid. It's like, hold on. (laughs) No responsibility generally means no impact. Because having an impact means that people are counting on you. And so one of the best ways you can have an incredible 2024 is put yourself in a position where people are counting on you, where people are relying on you, where people are expecting something of you. That is going to help you so much discover your purpose. It's going to help you have purpose. Because I know that if I just packed up and off I went to Barbados for nine months to live on the beach... Within 30 minutes, I'd be like, what is this for? Because I've had a taste of purpose. I know what it's like to have a burning passion in my heart for someone else. And I can't go back. Even though I have days where there's a wrestle in my flesh where I want to do that. And even Pastor Gerald will joke about that. Some Sundays, it's like you want to just sit on the couch, watch Everybody Loves Raymond and drink coffee. But people are relying on you and I've got to push out of that. But with that comes a great sense of responsibility. If you want to have a sense of purpose, you've got to have a sense of responsibility. Have that heart that's like, I'm up for that. I'm ready to carry. I'm ready to be responsible. I want to make an impact. I want to have an influence. And I want to make a difference for God. It looks like not putting yourself first. It looks like not putting your needs first. Your desires first. It looks like forgoing things of no purpose, (laughs) even if it looks and feels good. What it actually does look like, it looks like Paul and Peter. It looks like Jesus, which is a life of sacrifice to the furthering of the kingdom and the betterment of those around us at the cost of our own comfort. I would imagine all that time Paul spent in prison, writing letters to the church, going out on missions, planting churches, getting whipped publicly. I bet you he never said, I'm just bored. I've just got no purpose. Dude was flat out. God, he was going so hard I reckon all the apostles would have been like we have such a sense of purpose they're willing to do anything because of that purpose they weren't bored but they went through a lot of stuff 2024 don't take this as a prophetic word it's just what I think you're going to go through a lot of stuff you're going to go through some challenges but that is a part of the incredible journey that is living out God's purpose in your life I know that I'll have hard times next year, but I'm never going to be bored because there's so much to do. God has so much to do. I've got so many people counting on me. But listen, you do as well. People that you haven't met yet. Next year, there's going to be hundreds of new people come through our doors. Hundreds of people make a decision for Christ. They're counting on you. They don't know it yet. They haven't come yet. they're going to come here, they they need people to to meet them, to disciple them, to pray for them, to cheer them on. They need someone to put the chairs out. They need someone to lead the worship. There's so much that we have to do. Don't be bored in 2024. There's so much for you to do, but it's all outside of yourself. What, What you shouldn't do is go and sit in a Yanship cave this week alone and be like, I've got to find the purpose within me. You just sit there for like four hours, and then you just end up at a coffee shop somewhere going, stuff, what a waste of my time. Because the purpose isn't within yourself, it's not in isolation, it's with others. It's the pattern of scripture that you would be in a, in a community of believers, making a difference together, serving the community, serving God. Proverbs 19:21 says, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. Job 42 verse 2, I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. The Lord has a purpose for all of us and all of us have a purpose. A purpose that God wants to outwork through us. Why do you exist? What's your purpose? I don't know. But I know where you can find it. I know who has it. God has it. And I know, I believe what the Word teaches us, that you're not a mistake. You're not an accident. You've got something great to do. But everybody, before you do something, you are something. And I want to ask you tonight, before you do something for God, are you a friend of God's? Have you made a decision to walk with God? Have you put your faith in God? Is Jesus Christ your Lord? Is Jesus Christ your Saviour? Are you in a relationship with the one who created you? The one who has placed purpose on you and in you. Are you in a relationship with him? Don't think about doing another thing heading into the new year if you haven't made things right with God. All of us need God's forgiveness. All of us need God's salvation. And tonight as we close our service, I'd love to give you an opportunity to receive that, to receive the miracle of salvation and to step into the new year as a new creation, able to experience all that
0: God has for you. So, Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us. And special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus, both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member, And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.